Blog Talk Radio. And there you go, and away we go. Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. This is Holly Steffi, and that was the new uh, release from the Blues Magoos. That was uh, we have Pepe Castro with us today, and also my co-host Spencer Drake from New York. And um, we're here to talk to Pepe about the newest release that they came out with, Psychedelic Resurrection. And uh, what I wanted to say really quick was uh, we have a chat room. If you'd like to go into the chat room, you do need to create an account. And if you'd like to call in and speak to either myself or Spencer or um, Peppy, the number is 347-677-1036. We'd love to talk to you. And um, with that, I'd like to bring everybody in to the studio, and I'd like to talk to everyone about what's going on and Hopefully, I got Spencer, and hold on, let's hey. get Peppy now. I had a hard hey time meeting him earlier. There Ooh. you are. I yes, got yes. <laughs> Alive and well, a legend <laughs> in my own mind. Oh, you are. I love that song, you know, and I actually love the song we're going to end with today. And if you guys want to know what it is, you're going to have to hang in there. And I want to let everyone know, the show, if you want to listen to it again or um, you're tuning in late or you have to listen to it later or whatever, it'll be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on Demand. And with that, 
let's um, bring in Peppy and also introduce my co-host, Spencer Drake from New York. Spencer, are you there? I'm there. Rock and roll. There you are. <laughs> yeah. And Peppy, this is yes, so much fun. Yes, my love. I know because you you know you 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 know uh, Spence very well, and I feel like I know you very well. You've been a friend for quite a long time on Facebook, and I wanted to let everyone know what your uh, websites are. And oh, I wanted to thank Carol also and Shauna both. Thank you guys so much from Chaos Productions for helping interview up with Spencer today, because uh, yes. Carol Kay. Another, not Carol. the musician, which most, you know, there are two Carol K's out there, but Carol K, yeah. the the publicist, is just yeah. a doll. Love she her. is a, I call her the rock angel, Peppy, the rock angel. Oh, well, yeah, yeah you know, you got to get in line. <laughs> I call her, <laughs> she's smushy. She, I call her smushy. So she's, she's one of my, just, uh, she's family. She's total family to me. I, I, I you know, yeah. she is, she is a soul sister to me. She's uh, just the, they don't come any better. Yeah, she's true. beautiful. She's got a beautiful heart. She does. Yep, so many she does. And Holly, where are so you? I am in. I'm. I'm by Coastal Baby. I'm in Sonoma right now. So I'm on the west nice. coast. Get ready. Right, I we think my brain was in. when I'm thinking. Okay, my left brain's talking to Spencer in New York. And my right <laughs> brain is talking to you. And <laughs> you got you got west coast. You got east coast. There this you is go. true. That's and, a, well, um, and you're thankfully I'm a Gemini, so I, I can. You're I can a Gemini. Support. Perfect. That's right. Double, double, it's double. It's your birthday tomorrow. That's right. Happy birthday, Peppy. Happy birthday, Peppy. <laughs> Very much, and you know, let's let's put it this way: after the year we've seen, I'm thrilled to wake up. Oh, yeah, oh, I know. Wow. Well, it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, we're at that age, you know, where it just, you start seeing so many good souls just leave, so many talented people. Oh, my God, Prince and oh. endless, endless, oh. endless amounts. I, you know, you lose count. So, yeah, I'm just thrilled, you know. Um, I'm living the life. I'm living my dream. I have been one lucky little son of a gun. You're awesome. Um, you know, I know also that you have a very diverse background besides doing music. You also did some brought. You did some. Uh, you were in hair as well. I read. And, I had uh, a lead principal role in hair for a year and a half on the mm-hmm. original Broadway production, and um, that was a lot of fun. And then I, uh, after hair, I wrote a show that my managers, Steve Lieber and David Krebs, produced for me in Beverly Hills in the mm-hmm. late 70s, which was called Zen Boogie. And uh, I won a Dramalogue uh, Magazine's Outstanding Achievement Award for that. And hey. it was great because, you know, theater is a big deal in, 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 in L.A., you know, because it's yeah. a movie. Yeah, film. it is. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you can stand on your own in theater there, and most movie actors – you know, somewhere in their life, they always want to come to Broadway or they always always want to do live theater instead of, you know, uh, five takes on a scene or something. You know, I mean. Uh, oh, we always did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I understand uh, that. Yeah. And even now to this day, uh, I just got commissioned with uh, Steve Lieber, who is my former manager mm. and, and quite a heavy. And um, he pitched me an idea a little over a year ago. 
And mm-hmm. I've been writing a show we're going to do. Uh, Steve's going to wow. produce it. Um, and it's it's great. It's fabulous. I've been writing it uh, as a pop opera all year. I kind of put my blinders on and kind of tried to put everything else on the side. Uh, and um, it's intense. I'm, I'm going at it. I'm 22 songs in on great. it. And I'm rounding the bend, so I hope to be making an announcement sometime soon. And, um, and it's great. And I'm, I'm living the life. I've got uh, two places in New York and a place down in Florida. And so I come, nice. I come back and I bring my files with me. I, I came in last night from Florida last night. And uh, it's great. I can work down there and I can record down there. I can record in my studio up here. By the way, I have to tell you, we ain't got nothing yet. Sounded so good over my phone just now. <laughs> Getting it? Oh, it, okay. it rocks. We That's can, great. We can yeah. hear the other song. I I love the other song. I remember the other song that we're going to be playing. I I I the mean, fun I've thing, all, the fun thing, Holly, is to bear so this fun. in mind. This is let's give your audience a little bit of a little bit of um, rock and roll educational things for yeah. the professional. Most of the artists from today who recorded back then do not own their masters. The, the wow. records company, companies do. Yep. So it, mm-hmm. it has been very fashionable, I'd say, within the last 15, 20 years for artists to go back into the studio and re-record their original material so that they mm-hmm. own the masters. Right. What we just played is the version of We Ain't Got Nothing Yet on the Blues Magoo's new Psychedelic Resurrection CD. Mm-hmm. And so this is re-recorded 50 years later, wow. which is amazing. Yeah. I tortured Ralph Scala mm-hmm. to death. He even had to say, mm-hmm. the grass is always green. He had to say it like he said it when he was, you know, eight, you know, 20 years old, you know. And I had a ball re-recording that whole thing in my studio. I engineered it. I produced it. I mixed it. I mean, I did the whole thing. And, you know, and to hear it all these years later and to know I did that digitally, you know, and it sounded so good over my phone just now. I was like elated how good it sounded. Oh, you know, oh, you know so that when the Blues Magoos go out dates or we do, that's what we'll sell. So we don't have to buy our own mm-hmm. records back from a, from a, mm-hmm. uh, from Universal to sell at shows as merch. You know. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's something absolutely. that's very fashionable, and it's a real challenge to do. You know, and so it, just hearing it over over my phone, it sounded fabulous, and I was like, "Wow, I did a good job." I was like, really impressed. You did a great job. This is incredible. Did, did you get a chance to listen to all of it? It's really. Are you really kidding? The album's incredible. It's yeah. a very. The songs are very different. It has a great feel. Mm-hmm. What got, I was telling Carol this uh, today, Peppy, your voice sounds very young. Your voice sounds very young it on does. it. Amazing. I look at yeah, myself in the mirror, and then I hear myself sing, and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> no, you know? He music- is young. He's young yeah, and hard. His voice is young. And, and hey, I'm Peter Pan. I'm like a little kid. You, you are. Know? I yeah. was going to say that. You know? Yeah. And, oh, and let, it's let funny, you know, does, Spencer's got that little twinkle in his eye, too, you know? We just saw each other fairly recently. Yeah. At an event. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see that Spencer and I, we still go out, you know? <laughs> That's nice. You know what? I know. We still go out, still hang out a little bit. We go, we we go to these events. We see each other. We smile. You know, you know, it's 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 you know, 
it's a testament of time, you know, because after all these years, you see who's left. You know, it's like my, my social network, my buddies are, you know, me, Gene Cornish, Carmine Apathy, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, and I look back and I go, wow, we're the three guys left out of all those New York bands, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of still hang out. We still go to each other's parties, you know. We show up at each other's gigs. We end up playing with each other a little bit here and there, you know. And it's 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 a funny synergy that, that mm-hmm. when you look and you go, wow, why are we the guys that, that are still standing, you know, or still representing to an extent and still enjoying it? I, t- I tell you, yeah. you're one of the few guys in my life, when I walk into the room, you light it up. You light up the uh, room. Oh, you're so sweet, man. That's true. It's true. Hey, listen, I want to ask you something. Um, I go way back. Let's start out from the very early days. I, I go back when I used to hang out at the Night Owl. and I used, You know, my group, I used to see there a lot. Besides, I did see you uh, every so often. It was the Magicians with Gary Bonner. You know, and um, sure, Alan Gordon. Yeah, Alan oh Gordon, my. right? I used to see them, and uh, then I then I saw your group every so often down there. That was a great hang. Uh, how did? Where does that start? Tell us the start of Blues Magoos and the transition. You know, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you talk about some funny stuff, man. The Blues Magoos. Well, originally it was Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Gilbert, uh, Ralph Scaler, and myself. We kind of all met up in the Bronx. I was born in Manhattan. Uh, I was actually born Emilio Castro. My dad was from Bogota, Colombia. Ooh, I like that. But he died when I was five months old. So I missed out on the whole thing. I grew up without, without a dad or any boundaries. So by 14, well, I had met Ronnie and Ralph up in the Bronx. They were playing in a little band, and I approached them. I was like, wow, and I was just starting to play guitar. We kind of hit it off, and we started playing as the trench coats. (laughs) And then they were all older than me, and the scene was in the village. So we just naturally figured, like, well, if, you know, we're not old enough to play bars, and we can't, you know, with – we don't have any cabaret cards, so we can't do that. So the only yeah. place available <laughs> if we wanted to write and sing our own songs was to go to the village. So we migrated down in the village, and we started playing every little hole in the wall there was down there. Back in those days, it was there was the village music hall, the Cafe Bazaar, the Wa, uh, Cafe Agogo, uh, the Night Owl. There were a handful of things, you know, but the beauty of it for me was that I saw the village go from folk to electric, you know, to where the spoonful was coming in and the bands like the Gingermen and the Magicians and the Fugitives. And, oh, and nice. It was, it was so electric. And plus, the British yeah. invasion was was just starting up. So it was powerful down there. However, I was 14 years old playing Oh, wow. Sets, playing four sets a night, six nights a week <laughs> at the Night Owl. We, each band would rotate. They would do 20 on, 40 off, 20 on. And this went on all night for six nights a week. So i got to share something with you. This is the, this is the stuff I'm, I'm saving from my book, which is going to be called The Prince of McDougal Street. <laughs> oh, great, man. That's great. That. Are you ready what for this? What are you this? doing? What? Oh, I love it. Radio you know Alan Merrill. Correct? Yeah, yeah. We yeah, know Alan Merrill, the Alan Merrill, I love rock and roll, the diamond, yeah. the jukebox, mm-hmm. right? So I'm doing a radio interview with Alan Merrill maybe three years ago. 
and he starts mm-hmm. to tell me that I was known as the Prince of McDougal Street. And yeah. I went, and I was like, oh, what are you talking funny. about? I was like, Alan, what are you talking about? He goes, Peppy, you were known as the Prince of McDougal Street. I said, get out of here. He goes, you never knew that? I said, it's freaking 50 years later. You're just telling me this? I said, I never knew it. He goes, Peppy, when you walked down from around from the night owl, you would walk past everybody, and everybody would say, that's Peppy Magoo, the Prince of McDougal Street. Oh, how cute. I never knew it. So now I'm writing this yeah. musical, and I'm a lyricist partner, and she says, can you meet me at tomorrow night, tomorrow at the Players Theater? And I'm going, the Players Theater? I'm going, that's where the Fugs used to play, the Players Theater, you know? <laughs> so I go look up it online. Now I'm meeting her there at, like, this theater group up there called the Amas Theater Group, and we're going to meet there, and I'm saying, oh, okay, and I'm going to look at the theater. And I look, it's 110 McDougal Street, and I go, oh, wow. you can't friggin' stuff up. I hadn't been on McDougal Street in years. So the next day, I drive down there, I park, I get out, and I'm walking down McDougal Street, and I'm going, hey, I'm the prince of McDougal Street. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm laughing my ass off that all of the next day I'm on McDougal Street. So there's all these funny little things, but I'm now 14 years old, playing in the night owl. And the police are looking for me to put me away in the children's village up in Dobbs Ferry, because I'm a truant. So now, oh no, because you weren't going to school. So now the truant officer finds me. Are you ready for this? <laughs> truant officer finds me and he pins me up against the wall. He goes, listen, listen. He goes, he goes, listen. I can see you doing something. He goes, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything bad or anything like this. He goes, he goes, but let me ask you something. If your mother would agree to this, would she co-sign you so that I could legally sign you out of the school system? And I said, yeah, I think she would do that. And the guy goes, when are you going to be 16? And I go, I'm going to be 15 in three months. Oh, wow. The guy brought me back when I turned 15 years old. He forged my birth certificate to the New York City school system and legally got me signed out at 15 years old. Wow. Oh, wow. Great story. Yeah, wow was right. Wow. That man, I, I kiss him every day. I lost, I don't know who he is. I lost track yeah. of him. God knows he's probably not even alive right now, but he changed he my life. Yeah, yeah, in this day and age, he'd yeah. go to jail. Mm. Yep. Great story. He enabled so, he enabled you to be able to do what you're doing, and that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. And he wow. kept me from being way in a in a, in a, in a dormitory. Mm. It is that's, amazing. That's that is amazing. How about your mom? Um, how did she feel about you playing music? Oh my God, my mom. You know, I, you know, I was the apple of her eye. You know, she mm-hmm. she had she had that's a tough bad. road. She had a tough road, uh, but you know she saw me. She saw me do the lead in, a, in the biggest Broadway show, you know, and that was like one of the sweetest days of my life. I remember doing the show. I remember doing the role of Burger, which is like forget it. It's lunacy, you know. You're you're running around mm-hmm. for two hours like a wild man, and I remember the whole night as if it was yesterday. I don't think my mother blinked once, and it was just like a deer in the headlights. I'm doing a show, I'm looking out, and I'm just seeing my mother with this stare of, like, unbelievable stare on her eyes, you know, and so 
So, you know, that that's that's one of the happy moments. She's been gone for oh, a good 15 years now, so, you know. But, uh, you know, so, I, I, listen, I've been really blessed, you know. I still get to do what I want to do. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a lucky one. I'm, hey, listen, I'm one of these I'm lucky happy. musicians. I've been able to fly under the radar, have a career the whole time. And I'm still doing it. I'm still very diverse, like you said. I love being diverse because I never wanted to become an imitation of myself. That's why going back to the Magoos now, 50 years later, is fun. Because I didn't have to play that damn record for 50 years. And bastardize no, it. I hear you. Let's oh, talk let me ask you a question. Peppy, let me ask you a question. What was your, what was your relationship with Kiss? What was your oh, relationship sorry. with Kiss? over each other. Sorry, Spence. Well, Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What was that, Holly? Oh, no. I asked about who was playing with you, but um, Spencer wanted to know what your relationship was with the KISS was. Well, it's multifaceted. And I guess my first relationship with KISS is that I taught Ace Freely how to play guitar. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, my, that's my first KISS trivia is that when the Blues Magoos had a hit record, he came from the Bronx. He searched out my mother, got my wow. mother's number, and my mother called me up and said, this this kid from the neighborhood, he, he'd he like to call you. Is it okay? Yeah. And, he, and, Paul, and Ace called me, and he asked me, would I show him some stuff on guitar? And I did. Oh, I wow. Him, and I told him how to play bar chords and everything like that. You know, so he, he put me in his book. It's really nice. But yeah, I, the Magoos, you know, were a, a big influence on him, and it, it it let him feel that God, if they can do it, I, there's hope for me. I can do it, you know. So Ace was the start on that one, and you know we're 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 probably more cordial with each other now than we've have been throughout our whole lives, you know. But mm-hmm. um, I recently saw him and stuff like that, and there's there's a there's a really nice vibe I have with Ace right now, That's which right. I think just. With maturity and wisdom now, and, you know, he's, he's found his stride again, you know, and he was able to put down the drugs and the alcohol and all that kind of stuff, and he's having Good a wonderful success, you know, and so so it's great. So I think he looks he looks on, on me uh, very fondly, you know, and put me in his book. Then the second route was Paul Stanley. Paul, um, Carol Kay is probably listening. I'm going to make her cringe now. Paul was in love with Carol Kay like nobody's business. Really? Ooh, I love her. Sorry, Smush. (laughs) But he loved her to death. and, and, um, And so Carol introduced me to Paul all those years, way, way back then. When she was doing all the press for Kiss and things like that, we became fast friends. Then the network, then Paul reintroduces me to Bob Kulik, who I had known, uh, uh, Spencer, from back in our days in the village. Bob had a band back there. He used to play the Cafe Wa. And I used to see him in the village all the time. And it's all these years later, and Paul's reintroducing me to Kulik, you know. (laughs) That's so great. that was funny. So then Paul and I became really fast friends. When I had Zen Boogie up in L.A., uh, it was mm-hmm. 1978. Kiss, Kiss was doing the um, their Kiss movie at Magic Mountain out in L.A. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So up in the Hollywood Hills with a guy named Barry Levine, who was their photographer. Barry was like the biggest photographer, rock photographer in the world at that time, you know. And so Barry and I had a house. Paul and I literally used to go to the theater every single night to see if the show would get a standing ovation. We hung out like crazy. We had the greatest time. So then Paul ended up asking would I sing on his solo record. And then he asked when Balance was up uh, for the audience uh, later. I guess we're going to play um, a Balance's hit, uh, Breaking Away. And um, Yes, Balance- we are. You just gave it away. Oh, sorry. Oh, everyone, no, no. I love that Well, now song. all the Balance fans, they, they know they're going to get to hear it and stuff. And, you know, I was always very respectful of of Paul's stature in the business, you know, and I never really wanted to give him a sense of like, oh, you know, I'm enamored by you because, I mean, forget it, you know, at that time, you know, it was insane, you know, the the, uh, the Kiss fanatics were were like crazy, you know, and and stuff. So um, I never wanted to ask. Paul, would he, hey, you want to do something, or will you want to do something here, or something like that? So I kept. So then he called me up one day, and he, and and I had written this song for Balance called "Fallen in Love," which he loved to no end. I guess it made him feel something about him and Carol at the time, and things like that. And so, <laughs> and it's a beautiful ballad, and it's something he could never get to sing in the genre of Kiss. So he calls me up and he says, "Hey, man," he goes would you would you would it be okay if i sing backgrounds with you on fallen in love on 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 Aww. on balance oh, great. you know and i was like i was like paul are you fucking kidding i would love that oh, i said great. oh my god i would love that i said i just got peasant guilt i never i never i never wanted to ask you you know so so we have that history then mm-hmm. then there's my history with gene oh, so it, it's multifaceted. Gene yep. calls me up one day because Gene saw Zen Boogie, loved Zen Boogie, took Cher to Zen Boogie. Cher ended up cutting a song of mine called Happy Was the Day We Met in the Show and put it on her Take Me Home album. So that was a big record for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then Gene calls me up one day and says, hey, you got, any, you got anything for Diana Ross? And without batting an eye, you oh, know, the wow. old adage. You know, when you get when you're going up for a movie, they say, "Can you ride a horse?" You say, "Absolutely." You know, even if you never even rode a horse. You know, I I, I said, "Oh yeah, Gene, absolutely. I got stuff for Diane." <laughs> so he goes, oh, wow. at this point, he, at this point, he owned a mansion on Fifth Avenue and 65th Street, overlooking Central Park Zoo. So he says, "Why don't you come over and bring what you got?" So all of a sudden, I start scrambling through my catalog of songs, and I'm starting to put things together for Diana Ross and stuff like that. So I go over to Gene. Gene's hysterical. He's like, oh, I'll be right with you, man. He goes, hey, take a look at the portfolios under the couch. So so I'm sitting in the living room, and I go, look under the couch. And he's got, like, you know, these big model portfolios of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of photos of him and chicks on the road. And I'm going. Oh, that's funny. You know, and I'm going, oh, this is Gene's treasure chest. Oh, great. I'm like, I have three huge portfolios to go through while I'm sitting here of just, Mm -hmm. you know, Gene being full of himself. So he, Diana flipped over the song I wrote called We Are the Children of the World. Oh, yeah. And she put it on the B-side of Missing You, which was a huge hit. 
you know, Missing You started to tank at like 50, and then she went on the Academy Awards and, and, and sang it as an ode to Marvin Gaye, and within two weeks it was top 10. So back in those days, the B-side of a single made as much money as the A-side. Yeah. So, so I did really well with that, and then Diana asked me what I write with her. Then I wrote a song with her called Fight For It, and she made that the B-side of Swept Away. So I had the B-sides of two big singles for her in the 80s, and that was thanks to Jean. You know, so, uh, so Kiss was the gift that kept on giving to me, and, and Bob played with him. You know, Bob uh, Kulik, who was in balance with me, he actually ghosted quite a few sing, uh, solo, guitar solos back in the early days, you know. Uh-huh. And, and, and then his brother Bruce was an actual member uh, who replaced Ace for years and stuff like that. So it's kind of like uh, one big, long family. Wow, that's great. Wow, that's- Sorry, yes, those right, are Professor? Such, no, those are so fun. That's such a fun story. And you know what I was going to ask you was about the people that were current, you know, when you first started the Blues Magoos, when you first started the members, and then how when you re-recorded this, the different people that played. I have uh, Ralph and um, Mike, Peter, Ronnie, Mike, and uh, <coughs> Josh. So here's the thing. The, there's only yeah. one two missing uh, on that, mm-hmm. and we even had Mike do something. I forget. And for Karma, I got all the Blues Magoos, the original five guys, to participate uh-huh. on the record. Even, even after we cut, even after we cut, uh, we ain't got nothing yet. Ronnie Gilbert, who was out in L.A., who was not part of the 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 Resurrection uh, group. Um, I offered him to play on We Ain't Got Nothing Yet, and he went to the studio himself, and he he hired a little studio out there. He played to the files that I sent him. He sent me the files, and I dropped it in. So that is five four uh, fifths of the Blues Magoos playing on the um uh, uh the the one you just heard. Oh, that's great! Wow. Hey, listen, I want to ask you a question. What about Barnaby Bye in your life? Oh my God! You know. Barnaby Bye. Are, are you familiar with Barnaby Bye, Holly, at all? No. Okay. Barnaby Bye, I call them the most famous, unfamous band in the world, right? We collectively, all the members of Barnaby Bye have been very successful, and we've all done wonderful things. It was myself, uh, two brothers, twin brothers, Billy and Bobby Alessi, and then a guy named Mike Riccadella, who was the original drummer of uh, a, a New York group called The Illusion, um, uh-huh. who made who made some noise back then. I met Billy and Bobby in the Broadway cast of Hair. I talked them into coming out and playing a show. After after the run, I said, "Come on, let's start a band." Because we always used to sit in in the in the dressing rooms and sing. We were all musicians. They have fabulous voices, and I blended with them, and it was it was really on the level of like BGs, Crosby, Stills and Nash, an incredible vocal vocally talented group. We went out. Nice. First seven days in my apartment, we played a little haunt in New York, and who was in the audience but Ahmed Erdogan? He, he took us back to his house, his brownstone, <laughs> and we got signed to Atlantic on our first show ever. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. First show, you get signed to Boy, a major we label. Did two, we, did two albums, we did two albums on Atlantic. 
the the band never really happened, but we all went on to be successful. About nine or ten years ago, we were all knocking around, and we just hey, let's have a reunion. We did a reunion on in Long Island. There were lines around the corner, and we said, hey, let's do this show. We got inducted into the Long Island Music Hall of Fame fairly recently, about two two years ago, and every year we go out and do maybe one or two dates. The band is extremely special for any fans who want to go look up their stuff on YouTube, just Barnaby by BYE. And it was a, it, it, to this day, I love that group because it was so special to me. It didn't matter that we didn't happen. It's like when we get together, there's a magic. It's, it's like a flower that blooms, like when I sing with these guys. And the vocal sounds that come out of us, it's just, it was, it, it, it's still special to me. So, so that band's always been uh, just a, a very special entity to myself. And the other two guys, Billy and Bobby Alessi, fell into the jingle business like I did. We were competition for each other for 30 years before we reunited, <laughs> which is amazing. Jingles, huh? Oh, that's amazing. Uh, you know, it's funny. When I did a reggae series, that's what a lot of the reggae guys in Jamaica do. They do jingles. They love doing jingles. <laughs> Tell well, me about some of those. Who Tell wouldn't? It's like the gift that keeps on I mean, Holly, I did yeah. spots, and I, I wrote and sang jingles for 20 years. And some of my stuff, wow. some, some spots ran 15 years. So, you know, some things were 10 years. It's kind of like the record business. You write tons just to win the one, because if you win the one, it pays for all the others, you know. That's right. Uh-huh, That's right. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I my Christmas bonus was for 20 years this ran, and it ran from – November 1st to February 1st, right? And every year for 20 years, you saw the Budweiser Clydesdales coming down, and they would say Budweiser right. from our family to your yep. family. And in the background, you would hear humming. Mm-hmm. 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 If all you do, this bud's for you. You know, and it ran. That was you. Years. It was like oh, my wow. Christmas bonus every year for 20 years. I'd get a big check and go, oh, my God, here's my Christmas fund. You know, <laughs> great story. I didn't even sing a word, you know, uh, but, you know, I had quite a few breadwinners in 20 years and I got vested in the Screen Actors Guild because, you know, I I made their criteria for that. So it ended up being a good business for me, and I was able to leave it when I wanted, and I was able to go out and be balanced and tour and make records and do things like that. But the best people in the world were were the guys that came in the studio because they Uh knocked it out in a half an hour. You know, so the Steve Gads and the Will Lees and the Anton Figs and the Sean Peltons, you know, I'd call them up, come on, I got a spot, you know, I'm booking you for an hour, you know, come in. And they'd, you know, they'd read a chart and knock it out in no time. And so, uh, so you really had everybody from Sanborn on down the line. I mean, the best people in New York did those things because it was a stable for them. It was a mainstay, you know. I could see you doing movie soundtracks. You know, I'm into this musical thing right now. It is so intense, Spencer. I am so... Uh, I'm like, I, I know I'm sitting on top of 
probably something that's going to be huge for me. I just Great. have this feeling about it, you know. And Libra's really excited. All right, I'm going to lay it out because I'm laying it out now. So it will be it will be logged. It's called Rockin' the Bible. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. And, really? And, and Steve wow. Lieber called me up two years ago Christmas. Two Christmas ago, he called me up. And it's 8.30 in the morning, and Holly, I don't know if you know who Steve Lieber is, but Steve at one point, along with David Krebs already, this was their roster. When I was signed to these guys as balance, they Mm -hmm. had Aerosmith, Ted Nugent, Parliament Funkadelics, Mm -hmm. Golden Earring, Scorpions, ACDC, Death Leopard, Michael Bolton, Humble Pie, this was their roster. All my favorites. (laughs) Those are all my favorites. I love yeah, them all. Oh, wow. Judith and I worked with Joan Chet. We used to go up to the office all the time, Libra Krebs. Right, Joan, yes. I mean, it was endless. You yeah. know, it was just it was just crazy. And so, you know, so I have a history with the guy. I hadn't heard, him, heard from him in years. And you know what? And I'm, it's 8.30 in the morning. I'm half, <laughs> I'm half wide-eyed. And I see Steve Lieber. And I go, yeah. Steve Lieber, he's like the king of the Jews. What is Steve calling me on Christmas morning for? So I answer the phone. I go, Steve? He goes, hey, Pat. And I'm going, oh, this is going to be good. What what has he got up his sleeve? You know, and he just went on and he said, I've had this idea for 20 years in my head. I think with ISIS and the way the world is, I think it's ripe. He goes, I want to do something. I love your writing. I've always loved your writing. I'd like you to be involved. And I said, okay, so what is it? He goes, I want to do a show called Rock the Bible. And he said, Rock the Bible. Oh, wow. and then, I, and then I sat back and I said, okay, here's Steve. He's like the good Agent Morris. He's friggin' brilliant. You don't have to license anything. You got, a built, you got Judaism, Christianity. You got built-in audience right off the top. And I just went, and it's Steve. I have a good history with this guy. I just said, I'm in. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm in. So I go, so Steve, what are we talking about? I said, because it's, it's Christmas. It's Jesus' birthday, you know? And so I said to him, I say, what are we talking about? I said, are we talking Jesus? He goes, no, uh, no, the Old Testament. So I start laughing my ass off. I said, you know, you're too much. I said, I can see myself three years from now doing my first interview on this, and they're going to say, Pepe, how'd you come up with this? I'm going to say, oh, Steve Lieber, the king of the Jews, calls me up yeah. on Jesus' birthday to pitch me to write a show on the Old Testament. You know, he, yeah. You can't make that stuff up, but it's really, really something else. I'm really, I'm really pulling out all the stops, That's and great. Um, great. you know, my jingle career was so good for me because I stayed up on technology, and so when sequencing came in and digital recording and software and all that kind of stuff, I stayed on it. So if I wrote a spot, for instance, if I wrote something, and I did it myself in my own studio. I would get paid a creative fee for writing it. I would get I would go down on the contract as a singer and then I got paid as all the musicians. Wow. <clears throat> so so it was like an amazing it was an amazing gift. It was an amazing career for me. And I was happy I stayed up on it because, you know, one of those spots and I'd be like, Wow, great, okay. This I won I won this one, you know. Whether yeah. I mean, Holly, I did things can you imagine me going the quicker, thicker, picker, 
Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. That is great. I, bounty, I, love that. I did bounty for 15 years. Everything oh, from new bounty footprints. You know, I mean, so, you know, these are the, this is why I'm so diverse, because you have to diversify, because, you know, like I said, you know, that's why I love a guy like Todd Rudgren. Todd Rudgren always impressed me because he never, he was never an imitation of himself. He just kept pushing the envelope, going and going and going. And so he was a guy I had a lot of respect for. And so in my own little way, I've been able to do balance and Barnaby Bye and Wiggy Bits and the Magoos. And I, 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 um, I, Produce. I, I, I'm an associate producer now of this uh, little off-Broadway show with um, the radio chick Leslie Gold called The Gong Show. We do that in and around the New nice. York area now in theaters and things like this. And you know, and and so I just really shut put my blinders on and. Um, I'm heavily into the show because it, it's it's my passion now, and also it's it's logical because Lord knows, let's have a brief moment of silence for the record business, okay, which is almost non-existent, you know. Oh no, absolutely, and you know it, that that's so true, very true. It's sad. Very, very it's, true. Yeah, it is. It's just it sad. Is you know, mm-hmm. you can't even, you can't even walk really into a record. Oh, no. it's 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 off. So I, know, I mean, the only thing that I see that makes uh, records alive is vinyl. You know, the vinyl stores mm-hmm. you've been developing and that whole area. You know, they're yes, closing a lot of Magoos, them. Now. We just got another release, um, Sunday's Music, about uh, maybe three weeks mm-hmm. ago. They they compiled all the Blues Magoos singles and the and the B sides, and they just released it on Sundays. It's it's an actual oh, nice. uh, new. Who's vinyl record? It oh, just great. came out on Sunday's uh, su- Sunday's music, and it's vinyl, and it's every Blues and Magoo single and its B side all compiled into one Ooh, vinyl. We I- gotta go. We gotta get that one, Spence. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. <laughs> we, know, we love vinyl. We're a vinyl freak. And then talk about vinyl. HBO licensed it yeah. uh, a month ago, and it was on the HBO yeah. series, Vinyl. I saw that. So it's kind of amazing for me to sit here. I mean, I'm 67 years old tomorrow, and I'm sitting back and saying to myself, I'm going, oh, my God, the freaking Magoos. It's like 50 years later, and they're still relevant. We were just on on one of the cover blogs, I think, of Rolling Stone the other day. Oh, that's great. Oh, wow. That is great. They just did the the 10 best all-time garage bands. Uh, of, of the best year oh, of GarageBand. That's, that's put, fantastic. And they've got to on the cover. That's oh, incredible. That's great. That's incredible. I, I think you know, somewhere there's probably a link. If you look further down on my Facebook page, you'll probably see it. I'm but I mean, it. it's like, you know, there's a nice little synergy going on. So I'm very, very, very thankful. You know, I got, I, I'm, I'm still rocking. I got all my stuff. I'm probably better than ever. Can I sing as high as I used to? No, but you know, but I, I'm, I have a little more finesse. I'm really seasoned. Uh, uh, you know, I, my writing skills are just, you know, off the hook. You know, I really. You know don't. You doing. don't have to. You don't have to tell me. I know. I can tell you are so on <laughs> spot on. You're, you you know, and I'm enjoying you life. Today, Peppy, Peppy. Uh, how much coffee what's that? have you had today? How much coffee have you had today? Uh, half a cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my name's. I didn't even start drinking coffee till 14 years ago. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't. That's how 
I got my name. You're, I was all you're over the place. Cute. You're cute. Uh, so, you know, you I, really I, like are. I, so there's a, there's, there's a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot going on. You know, mm-hmm. I keep myself out there all the time. Uh, you know, I'm never in one place too long. And I, I, I just, it, it just, I have a passion for life still. I always have it. So it's like a spiritual no, journey to do. me. Yeah, youth. youth no, you, you do. Youth. No, he does. I've seen your pictures everywhere. And you know what I love is um, I see Samantha Lewin with you in a couple pictures and I, I love uh, Samantha. Have you gone to have tea with her in her gallery? No. Never. Oh, you have oh, to I should. call her and go have tea. Oh my God, yeah. she makes food. She makes the best best food. She's always baking and having Earl Grey tea in her gallery there in uh, New York. So since you're there, and, and I see all those amazing. I see she loves seeing you. I know. Oh, she does. She's so sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's amazing. She's so sweet. You know what? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's safe to assume that for the people that are still up and around and witnessed uh-huh. the 60s and were back there, it was such an uh-huh. amazing time. It was so uh, groundbreaking it, it, that that it it's, um, really had a special meaning for people, you know. It was it very powerful, you know. And in, the, in the history of mm-hmm. music... 50s and the 60s are so dynamic in rock. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that whole era, Pepe. I mean, uh, I was brought up with Elvis Presley, you know, yep. so I progressed. Yeah, into, me too. Yeah, yeah. So we both went through this whole thing. But, you know, when you're alive, as we both are, and I, I'm, I know we're both youthful type people, thank God, you, you yep. really, it, it's amazing that we're like in this small area of people that know what it really was like, right? I mean, this is not yeah, like the yeah. final HBO program. This is real. I mean, we were, oh, yeah. we were oh, really know. there, right? Well, that's funny. You know, I just uh, um, uh, I got invited down to uh, West Palm Beach. There was a, a production of Hair going on down there, you know. Oh, wow. And oh, nice. So I went down there, the nice. producer, you know, I met the producer, the show down there, all that kind of stuff. I had, a, I, you know, I have got a place like 15 minutes from the thing. And so for the last performance of the show, for 20 performances they did, which they sold out, which is incredible, you know, in the summer in Palm Beach, you know, that's 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 saying something down there. But these kids were so elated to meet somebody from the original Broadway production. That's you great. Know. That's great. Yeah. But it was so mm-hmm. funny to see them come in and put their wigs on, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. and do the show. You know, I said, well, the difference between us and you is like, you know, back then we didn't put wigs on. You know, we just had, we were the real deal. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, I used to, you know, Pepe. I got to tell you something. I, you know, I've been in the business as long as you have, and designed for great people, and you work oh, with great. Oh, you're people. amazing, but, Spencer. But but let me tell you something. I had a, a, there was a point in my life where I got very paranoid. For some reason, I thought the next generation would not appreciate. I didn't know this until later. You know, would not appreciate all these great musicians I'm passing through. You know, but it's it's wrong. Yeah. Like you know, you go to Strawberry Fields whole bunch of tons of young kids with the John Lennon and every, and oh. what you're talking about, what you're talking about here. I mean, the young kids, it's amazing. They they really know more maybe than the older people in some way. I mean, they're really into it, right? I mean, it's, it's true. Thing. It's true. And an, a, another fun thing is, you know, okay, since the 60s, I think every 10 years, a new generation come along and they discover the 60s. They discover. Uh-huh. 
Oh, no, we lost him. Oh, no. Oh, he'll call back in. He'll call back in. He'll call back in. in. He he probably was moving around. He was probably jumping up and down. (laughs) He's got so much energy. Oh, my God. I hope hope he calls back. Yeah, he's electric. He's I definitely mean, electric, Holly. Right? He's well, we definitely electric. have. We didn't really have to ask very many questions. He had all the information and was such a. He did. He's yeah. he's such a great great um, soul, and I hope Peppy oh, yeah. call back in. Hopefully, he'll call back in. Yeah, you know but, what uh, I wanted to say a yeah, real quick ahead. was, um. Peppy, if you're if you're listening to us or realize that you lost us, just call back in. Anyway, what I wanted to say was um, to everyone listening, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe on demand. And um, the chat room is open. And I want to thank everyone that's in the chat room listening and. Um, and if you again, um, Peppy's not calling back in. I hope he does. Oh. Maybe he lost the number. Oh no, he would have it on his phone. Maybe his phone he died. It, it sounded like so. his phone died. Maybe his could, phone died. Hey, that could be Holly. You know, you brought yeah. up Yeah. Yeah, because it, be. it like just cut right off right there. Maybe his phone died on him. Yeah. I don't know. But, but we, anyway, <laughs> hopefully yeah. there he is. Hold on. Mr. Peppy, you're back. Yes, uh, bi-coastal fiber optics. What happened? Did your phone die? No, it didn't. I don't know what happened. I just heard a dial tone out of nowhere. Wow. Oh, weird. Okay, well, maybe, are you you moving around? No, I'm I'm stationary. Unbelievable. How wow. Funny. Weird. Hey, Dodger, right back. Go on with your story about yeah. the young generation. Well, you know, every 10 years, I get new fan mail from people that discover the Magoos and, wow. and like minded bands. And so it seems the 60s seems to be like that was the generation, you know? That was, yeah. I mean, that was it. You know, if you if you grew up in the 60s and you witnessed the war and the music and uh, I mean, oh, my God, every band was so different. The songs were so different. It, it, it astounds me the diversity in the music back then from how different bands are. And you just don't hear that anymore in, in acts. You just don't hear. You know, you don't hear a Manfred Mann and then a left bank and then the <laughs> animals and then, yeah. you know, and then Jerry and the pacemakers, you know, and the stones. Mm-hmm. and the, Oh, my God. You know, the turtles. I mean, it just the birds everywhere you look. You know, it's interesting. That was the reason why I did my 545 book with Judith was because with Lenny K did the forward was about showing the sleeves of all those yeah. groups you're mentioning and more. You know what I'm saying? Back to the yeah. 60s. The Blues Magoos are in it, Peppy. You know, I, I thank you for that. But, but, you, but you see how diverse it was, how incredibly yeah. in creative and inventive it was, you know. 
And and now, you know, I don't know where to begin, you know. Everything's cut up into different charts and different categories, and it's like we grew up there was one top ten. That was it. You had the top 100, and everybody got thrown in there from Tony Bennett to Frank Sinatra to, to mm-hmm. Elvis to D.D. Sharp to, you know, to right. Chubby Checker. I mean, it was like it was so diverse. Yep. And and then somehow along the line, they just started just there you, it up. you happened. You happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Let, you know what I want to ask is about the new cover, the Psychedelic Resurrection, the artwork on the cover. Who did that? That's really interesting. Well, uh, it was a combination of two friends of mine, uh, mm-hmm. a, a very dear buddy named uh, Ken Lubin, who mm-hmm. back in the day did stuff for Warhol and everything else. He was an oh, artist. Okay. An art director, he he uh, he he puts up a lot of stuff on Broadway now, a lot of Broadway signage. But he was um and he was also the art director for one of Broadway's biggest advertising agencies for years, uh, a company called Sereno Coin. And then he got out of the corporate world, and so he's always been a buddy of mine. He did my balance covers. He had a company back then called Smoking Graphics, and so oh, wow. him and a, and another guy named Scotty Mac, name. who's a, a Mm-hmm. A dear buddy of mine, a great musician, and just digitally got the stuff. Between me, Scotty, and Ken, um, we came up with that cover. And, yeah, it it, it really nails it. It's really – it I, I, I love it myself. And I love that we got the little peace insignia in the in the, the, the uh, one of the O's of the Magoos. <laughs> I love that. I, I like I like That's, when you open it up. You have a lot of these photographs in there too. You know it's what I mean? Great, yeah. yeah. All the covers. What I really wanted thing. to do. Yeah. And stuff. Oh, if I may, while we still have a moment, you know. We if, have time. Uh, we have time. Don't feel rushed. Chill. Just relax. If people go to SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. and type me in on SoundCloud, they'll come up with uh, something I have out called Just Beginning, which is a, a CD I put out uh, a year or two ago, wow. and. Um, I've got uh, my buddy Joey Kramer from Aerosmith on it, and uh, on a few cuts and stuff. But it's basically me doing everything and a and a, a songwriter's thing. But what I did do on it, which I really really love, is I um I made the credits to the CD audio files, and n- nobody's ever done that. I researched the nice. hell out of it and stuff really? like that. So yeah, so I put twelve songs on the CD. So one through twelve are the songs, and then and then thirteen through twenty four are the credits. And what I did was I made instrumental oh, mixes nice. of all the songs, and then I voiceovered the story behind the song, how it was written, and who's playing on the CD and things like that. And so I got I got some nice press on that uh, from places like Splash Magazine in LA and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, and uh, that's a that's a little thing I have off of my website pepicastro.com, and um, it's just a, a fun thing. And I wrote this song called "A Just Beginning" from a phone call uh, that I got from Richie Havens. Richie had, had called me to tell me that the Cannes Film Festival was flying him over to do a performance for Sean Penn. And I said, I said, wow, that's great. They they were giving Sean Penn an award, and they asked him who his favorite recording artist was. And he said, Richie Havens. So uh, they hired Richie oh, to go great. over there great to story. be a surprise for Sean Penn, right? So I said to Richie, I said, Richie, 
you know, we're getting away with murder doing what we're doing at our age. Yeah. And he went, his hippie voice, he went like, hey, man, I'm just getting started. I'm just beginning. And I laughed my butt off, and I said, Richie, when, it, we, when I hang up the phone, I'm going downstairs. I'm going to write that song. And wow. fortunately, I was able to write it. I was able to produce it. I titled my CD that, and I was able to get it to Richie before he passed. So that was kind of Aww. a little because I met Richie when I was 15, and, and he was uh, a big impact on me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just oh, a, wow. such a sweet. Yeah, he, he, he changed my life. Oh, more peppy trivia. Graham Parsons was the first person to get me high. Graham <laughs> <laughs> oh, Parsons funny. was amazing, man. Is that Graham a funny Parsons. one? I love Graham. Yeah. And Spencer, you remember him back then in the uh, International Submarine you, Band? Oh, you're kidding! He was way—he was a visionary, right? He was like a visionary oh, yeah. musician, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned his name. He's one of the great people that people who don't know should know in music, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, Graham's great. Very nice. Well, him yeah. and Richie, you know, they yeah, were—they exactly. were village—they oh. were village icons, you know. Right. And so, right. yeah. That's and the Maboos is just now entertaining. We're entertaining a European tour in October. Great. Yeah. Okay. Something, uh, something. Carol's working what, on that. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Talk She's about trying your, to make uh, that happen. So wh- yeah, where, do you, where are you going in playing. Europe? Do you have any idea of what country? I, you know, I saw a list of countries, and you know, I didn't get too involved because it's in the talking stage now, and I figured, okay. uh, you know, let me not blow smoke up my butt. You know, I wish I had right, a nickel right, right. for every. Totally I, I thought I was going to do that. I, I never did. <laughs> you know, but uh, they are trying to make it happen, so that would be nice for the Magoos. Oh and, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to uh, figure out if and when the Magoos go out and do any kind of dates. Um, I really want to take it up a notch and really want to revisit and and go back to some kind of more a uh, little more theatrical stuff. You know, get some of the '60s stuff in there and uh, you know some old mm-hmm. footage and like that, and just right. just make it more of a show instead of just getting up there and you know being fossils and having our 15 minutes again for a minute to get up there and enjoy playing the music. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking more along theatrical lines to try and you know uh, give it some validity and maybe try and recreate a little bit of what it was like to walk into the Avalon or the Fillmore, you know, and experience. Oh, that was what- amazing! Yeah, I bet. You know, you know, why don't we think, talk about think, your next places where you're going to be playing? Your, um, well, yeah, let's well, talk right about Well, right now that. I just put myself on hold, you know. Uh, I, I mean, um, you know, I haven't been accepting any Magoo dates as of yet. Uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Daking, our original drummer, has a thriving business. He's kind of like an icon in the audio world. He he uh, makes his own gear. It's called Daking, D-A-K-I-N-G. So oh, if really? There any, okay. Cool. Yeah, he's in the best studios in the world. I mean, um, Pete Townsend just ordered like 16 of his friggin' mic pre's, and you know he makes boards, compressors, limiters. He's Jeff has always been extremely ahead of the curve, techno, uh, you know, uh, technologically, and um, so you know, so he's a fun guy to have in the band now because the, a lot of the uh, behind-the-scenes people and all the best producers really respect him and know his gear, you know, and and things like that. But uh, you know, I said, so, well, you know, if this European thing comes around for the Magoos, which looks like it could possibly happen, I, I've seen enough emails going back and forth now, and everybody's trying to figure. out how to do it and you know uh do things like that that could be um a lot of fun uh i I would do that but i'm so excited about this musical journey i'm on that um 
that yeah. I, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of in the eleventh hour. Uh, yeah, I've got yeah. Uh, a ten ten minute piece of music on Moses. <laughs> if you can imagine, yeah. <laughs> with the burning oh, that's bush and the funny. and the whole view, oh, and it's funny. And oh, and it, it, it is I cool because I'm building in a lot of modern day stuff in there that I really I really want to shake it up a little bit. Are What's you that? planning on doing a D- Are you planning on doing a DVD on that or a CD on any? Oh event? yeah, the, the beauty of the property. The beauty of the property is that I have it as a, as what I call a popera, my own little uh-huh. inventive word between pop music and an opera. So I call I call my work uh, I call it it's a popera, and um, uh-huh. literally can do this thing as Japanese animation. I could do it like a Trans Siberian Orchestra. I can do it as a full scale show with twenty four kids. I can do it as a concert. Um, so I, I have, um, I, I've done everything myself. I have recorded the whole thing myself because as I write, I record everything. So that's mm-hmm. how I develop my stuff now. You know, I no longer just sit down with a pen and pencil uh, half the time. I mean, I write to my gear to tape. You know, or I'll write things down and I'll sing it and I'll do it and I'll play the instruments. And so I, I have an extensive uh, twenty-two song. Um, uh, body of work right now, which is all in sequence. You know, I scored the seven days of creation, which is like intense. Oh wow! You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's very powerful and it's spiritual. And in to the me. beginning, and in the yes. beginning, there was. Yes. Well, I do it as God, which is more more fun because every wow. everything you look at, if you look at that's what you're gonna hear. In the beginning, you're gonna hear some guy going in the beginning. You know, and it's gonna yeah. like I went. Okay, I don't want to do that. Then I sang and I went, okay, well, that's better than just being a voiceover guy. And then I went, no, mm-hmm. I'm God. I'm going to sing it yeah. as God. In the beginning, I created the heavens and the earth, you know. And so uh, so that's fun. And then I asked 30 of my friends, okay, God's my central character. What does God look like? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. What, what about the disciples, the 12 disciples? <coughs> Well, I'm gonna leave it off at the end of the uh, at the end of the Old Testament. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the original book, so I'm gonna leave it off at yeah. that. So, disciples and God and Jesus coming, you know, that's probably. Oh. A, but I have a beautiful finale called uh, "We're Gonna Live Forever," and um, nice. no, I, ha- I have got some great stuff. Spence, if you get a moment in time and we sit down, uh, uh, I'd love to play you some of it. It's it's I love really kidding. It. Oh, I love this. This sounds it's really, really it's really yeah. something else. You know, I love it. So, I, love I would it. really, I would really love to hear it. It sounds like something I would really enjoy. You know, and I'm Absolutely. writing it. To not leave anybody out. Even my beginning, when I say let there be light, the explosion that's going to go on stage and the bang that comes out of it in the seven days of creation, it's really a creation of, it's really, it's really a, um, a dual, it's a double-sided coin. It's like the Bible meets the Big Bang Theory, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, and you've got you know, Adam so and Eve, right? Adam oh, and yeah, Eve oh, in I the Garden it. of Eden. I got the serpent singing oh, a song, wow. you know. Uh, oh yeah, no, I, I got a lot of stuff in there, but but it's intense. And then it amazes me how 
how much how many of my friends who I would think didn't have a clue as far as anything religious they may be spiritual but like me you know I'm not an organized religion guy but I am faith based and I'm spiritual you know and then right. it amazes me my friends that how in depth they are and how much they know Spence well, you know mm-hmm. Holly Lane Oh yeah are you kidding sure yeah Holly is amazing she, you know, here's a girl who ran labels. She knows everybody in the record business, all this kind of stuff. She's a mutual yep. friend of ours. She's great. She's the last person I ever thought would know anything like this. She's a friggin' theologian. She knows oh, everything really? about religion. She wow. knows everything about all religions. She blew me away. She blew me away. She came on and told me stuff about the Bible. And then she comes and she goes, Peppy, I've read the Bible seven times. She goes, I know everything about the Bible. Wow. But you have to understand something. She goes, the Bible is not a book you read. I went, no, what is it? She goes, it's a daily affirmation. It's something that people read. You read it every day. The Bible is Mm -hmm. something you read every day. Like and uh, you know that concept alone blew my brain. Yeah. You know? So she was giving me funny quotes from the Bible, and everybody I've met has brought something to the table. That's incredible. To it where I go, oh my God! To where I go, like ah, I gotta use that, or I gotta, I gotta take that as inspiration. So okay. I'm amazed at how many people, because I guess we were all raised on it one way or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, we were. So it's it's mm-hmm. part of our psyche. It's part of our fabric, you know. That's very true, Pep. Yeah. So so it, it's pretty amazing, and I'm and you know, and I'm not I'm not a holy roller, and I'm not coming from a holy roller position, yeah. you know, but I'm coming from a really intense musical, very hip musical musical melodic position and that's what that's where the beauty of the show is it's that i'm mm-hmm. 22 songs and when i sit back and listen to what i have now i've got songs called will the real god please stand up <laughs> you know i mean well, oh that's I'm, great yeah well, i got some great. really fun stuff and I so it, it, it's how, a it's how a real long journey is show like this by the way peppy how long is the show going to be do you have any idea at the uh, length of it? I think I'm probably about an hour and a half now, we, even without oh. an intermission. So I think as soon as I wrap this Moses thing up, I think I'm pretty much there Moses. and <laughs> starting to look to starting to, to start workshopping it. Uh, Great. Great. Part, have you parted the sea yet? Did Moses part? Uh, yes, I just I just did with Moses. I'm, Let I'm, I'm my now. people go. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yo, oh, I, I when I do a spoof with with the, with the, with the Jews, uh, I'm having them doing a dance spoof with Pharaoh. Pharaoh, let my people go. You know, I have yeah. a whole funny thing oh, going that's on. Funny. I've, I've got the ten plagues in there, but wow. what's amazing is that okay. I knew I had to build. You know, Libra was like Peppy. You have to have Moses. You have to have Moses. It's the greatest yeah. story ever told. You have to have Moses. So I'm thinking, all right. I said, but you better raise a lot of money because if I do friggin' Moses, you're going to have to raise a lot of money because we're going to have to part the friggin' Red Sea. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's right. And he's going, he goes, Peppy, it's simple. It's simple. I go, yeah, right, it's simple. He goes, come on. You know those big water theme parks, how they have all those water? We'll do something like that, man. We're going to do it. I'm like, all right, you better raise that money. <laughs> Oh, God. oh wow! You know, but the point is, the music is so entertaining. The music is so entertaining. I can do it as a concert. You know. Do even you have though. any idea where it's going to be playing? Do you no. have any? No. I, no, I, I just, 
Well, even you see, this is the crazy the way I think. You know, Steve's got a place. He's got a big ass place down in Florida as well. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I see him down there half the time. You know, uh, he's in Palm Beach. I'm like 15 minutes away in Lake Worth. You know, and so so I just pitched him and I said, Steve, I just. Like these kids were falling all over me for this for this hair thing down there. I said it's great. I said there's a lot of talent down there. They will die to workshop something like this. And I think that the 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 the, the municipalities of Lake Worth and West Palm would love to be involved in the creation of what may be an original, you know, show. So uh-huh. I, I, so. I think I can integrate a lot of people down there. So I said to him, I said, listen, I'm rounding the bend. I said, I just met an incredible talent pool down there and people that produce down there and everything else. I said, why don't we consider doing some backers auditions between New York, Palm Beach money, because they're all down there in the winter. You know, that's where they 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 flee New York and they all go down there and they sit down there in their trendy places and and stuff like that and they enjoy winters in in you know the breakers and Palm Beach and all that. So I just said, why don't we consider just raising some money down there and we'll do something locally. So that's kind of in the back of my head, but I'm also very plugged into a big talent pool in New York. So you know, I just got to finish the damn thing and then yeah. I'll I'll start to. Start pulling, the, you know, my um, I have a lyricist partner who's been working on about 50% of the lyrics with me. And um, she's very plugged into all theater groups here and a lot of Broadway talent here. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. I'm really, really close to finishing it now after a little over a year. And um, so that's kind of where my heart is now. You know, that's this is my my next thing that I think I, I, the, you know, this is my last biggie that I got in me. This is the way I'm looking at it. Cause technically I'm, I'm so lucky I'm retired. You know, I don't have to work. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. very, very lucky in that way that, that I was smart in my jingle years to sock a little away for myself. And then I've got my pensions and stuff. And as long as I live within my means, I can pretty much creatively come and go as I please. So you know that I that I thank God every day for because Lord knows in my jingle career, Holly, I must have got a phone call every single week from a musician oh, wow. Wow. begging me, "Can I get him in the door?" Wow. Yeah. You know, but it was a tight business. Yeah, I, I'm well. Gee, I'd love to get you in the door, but are you going to knock Willie out of the box? I don't think so. You know. Yeah. You know, are you going to are you going to knock you know Steve Gad out? Or Anton Fig, or some yeah. of these world class guys. They said these are the guys that are doing it. They're like insurance. People hire them because they know they're gonna just knock it right out. You know. Right. So, so it was a it was a very tough competitive business. You know, and fortunately uh-huh. I was able to survive in it. You know, and have some hit records along the way. You know. Yeah, very fortunate. So. Uh, so I'm I'm really 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 passionate about my blessings and and you know and it's funny because the first guitar chord I ever learned was in a church. Wow. So I hear me, motorcycles kind of, or something on by. What who's got motorcycles or cars up here. by? My house. This is my <laughs> 1760s house. The diddly dangs out here. They ride their four wheelers and motorcycles occasionally and stuff like that. Yeah. But. It's a it's a it's a it's a vast difference to where I was yesterday. 
<laughs> you know, sitting at the edge of the intracoastal and in the, in the pool, you know. Now I'm up here in the in the rolling farm hills, you know. <laughs> In, in my house, taking my files with everything I worked on down there, and now I'm going to load it up into my rig up here in, in upstate New York, and I'll spend a few days here. You know, I got birthday celebrations coming up over the next few days, and you know, fortunately. Uh, yeah, what are you going nice... to do? What are you going to do for your birthday? Oh, you know, I I, I don't even have to think. Well, uh, my dearest friend is uh, taking me out, and I think she's. Um, uh, Saturday night, they're cel- we're celebrating Saturday night. So um, I, I, I know I have a feeling I'm going to walk into what was supposed to be a very intimate little dinner, and <laughs> I'm probably going to see a bunch of friends <laughs> sitting in there, maybe yelling a surprise. I could be wrong, but something's cause my antenna is up. I'm kind of feeling that's what's going to happen. But you know, I got more than enough friends to keep me busy, so it, it, it's all good. I'm just going to enjoy it. And, Spence, when do we get to see each other? What are you, what are you working on? You're all over well, the place. I, I, I'm sort of like doing radio with Holly. I'm doing punk, also a very big punk magazine with Nikki Palomino in L.A., and we have we interview people in that area. But And uh, I'm in the Ramones show right now going on at Queens Museum. I have two iconic Ramones covers there that's going to be on at Queens Museum, then goes to the Grammy Museum, and then on tour to 18 cities, so that's a big one. And Judith and I, this past year, were just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame vinyl collection with certificates. <clears throat> I love it! Yeah, so I, I, the year is unreal, and then I'm also in a MoMA permanent collection with Talking Heads cover I co-designed, so it's like been a big year, you know, for me. Wow, and, uh, wow, and wow. And you know Vera, Ramon. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. She's like my sweetheart sister, Vera. Vera's um, amazing. Sweetheart, mm-hmm. too. We go to dinner. I see her down in, I see her down in Florida. Oh, we're, we're, we're good buddies down there. I, I, I love Vera. She's such a sweetheart. Well, you know. I got, hey, Peppy, Holly and I did a very big Ramon show in commemoration of the show Queens, and Vera was on it with Craig Leone and uh, Mickey Lee and uh, Monty Melnick and Mark H. Miller, the curator. It was a very incredible show. Wow. You know? Yeah, she's a, she's a doll. She's a, such a sweet, wonderful person. And um, so I see her every time I go down. We go to dinner and stuff, and we hang down there. Oh, and, great. And, uh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. I didn't yeah, know she's, that. Yeah, she's such a sweetheart. And then it's so funny oh. because somebody posted uh, somebody posted on my Facebook within the last few days uh old footage of um uh who was that guy from uh, uh jersey uh the, the 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 he was a crazy television guy what was his name um uncle floyd oh my god uncle floyd oh my god that's incredible so there's a thing on my Facebook page that it's uncle floyd is asking dd ramon if he likes the blues magoos Unbelievable. Wow. That is incredible. That and is incredible. So, and so I, I saw that on my Facebook the other day, and I immediately reached out to Vera because yeah. we know each other now in this day and age, right. not from back then. And and I'm saying, look at that. Your husband was asked all these years ago, you know, like by Uncle oh Floyd, God, that's he likes the Magoos. That. And he says he likes the Magoos. And then she's oh. going... And then she's telling me, Peppy, I was always listening to the Magoos back then. I'm going, oh, my God, because we're friends now, you know. So yeah. it's kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
it's it, it, it's funny to see that you know how all these parallels were going on back then, you know, because the the Ramones lifted you know Pepe Magoo, Ronnie Magoo, Ralph Magoo, and made it Joey Ramone, Dee Dee Ramone. That's they got the, their inspiration on that was the Magoos. That's interesting. That's really so interesting. It's kind of, you know, it, yeah, it I is, mean, I can see that. I can see amazing. that. I mean. Uh, well, Judith and I worked on Dee Dee's solo album also, Standing in the Spotlight, the, uh, his attempt at doing hip-hop, you know, we did, and yeah. used to visit Dee Dee all the time at the Chelsea Hotel, uh, it was amazing, and Bob Gruen did the amazing photographs on it. Uh, wow. But, yeah, that was, a, that was a trip, too, with Dee Dee. I mean, but Dee Dee, you know, was a great writer, right? He was a great writer. Wow, see, I see. I didn't know those guys much. I mean, I knew them. Yeah, he's a great I didn't writer. know them. I knew that they were inspired by the Magoos back then. <clears throat> yeah. You know, we were always in different different camps, and they were always just going around. So I never really got to hang with them and know them. I know yeah. more about them now than I've ever known. I, I, you know, I, in those days, I took it for granted. I knew the guys. They loved my work. I found that out. I mean, Linda Ramone used to say, oh, Johnny loves your work. Or I, Marky Ramone had me on his show and said, oh, they all loved your work. But I didn't know that, you know. And then later in life, and unfortunately, they all died so young, right, Pepe? I mean, they all died so yeah. young. Yeah, yeah, that's scary, you know. And yeah. Marky's a sweetheart. I just oh, met Marky fairly recently uh, at Chilla Theater. Oh, really? uh, we, we were we were both in the same room doing Chilla Theater, and then he knew I was good friends with Peter Noon, and so I set it up so that he could go on stage and play with Peter. I love Peter. Oh, are you kidding? Oh my God, I that must have been Peter hot. Peter Noon, Peter Noon is awesome. That must yeah. have been hot, Pep. Right? That must have been a hot. Yeah, I wasn't even there, but I put them together. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Oh, it's kind of that's funny, great. you know. Yeah. Oh, Peter's a sweetheart. Oh my God, what a what quick. He's so good live. He, uh, have you ever seen him live recently, Holly? Yes, and you know it's amazing. What a showman! I remember listening to him. Um, you know when he was with the Hermit's Hermit. Yeah. And it was so funny because I remember that music. And now it's like so different, but yeah, he's very, he's got, he still has it. Well, you see the first tour, here's more trivia for you, Holly. The first Mm -hmm. tour that the Blues Magoos ever did was the Blues Magoos, The Who, and Herman's Hermits. Oh my God. Wow. We went out for the whole summer of 1967. We all went on the same plane, the whole tour, everybody stayed together, and that was that was the tour that broke the Who in the United States. Amazing. Oh wow! So, and I just had I just did a show with Kelly Stump. Um, wow. Yeah, and she talked about the Who, and then we talked about her stuff, and she she was filling me in on a lot of stuff. Yeah, did you ever get to meet her? She's amazing. Who is She's this? Such a nice person. Khalees, that's one of it's Carol's one of it's Carol's best friend. It's it's she's she's wonderful. She was married to the gentleman that was the partner they founded the Who. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh okay yes yes yes. Yeah. Now I know what you mean. Uh, uh, yeah, she's beautiful uh, blonde uh, hair. Uh, um, what was it? Uh, Kit yeah. Lampert, Chris Stamp. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Lambert okay. and Stamp. The the right. DVD. Did you see it yet? The movie. Great movie. No, I haven't. 
great video. I lived those days, and I used to go out every night with Keith Moon, and oh my God, the story. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that, Peppy. Tell me some Keith Moon stories, because he was nuts, you know. I mean, oh, right? Oh, I mean, nuts? Keith. Oh my God. Okay, here's one. Here's one. The tour is going to Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's 1967. Okay, we get into Chattanooga, Tennessee. So now everybody's got to get checked into the hotel, right? I'm all of mm-hmm. 17, 18 years old. The whole tour is sitting in the hotel, and we know it's going to be a while till everybody gets their rooms because there's like three bands and the Sylvaneer guys and the and the roadies and everybody else, and we're all we're all standing there. So Moon comes to me and goes. Come on, mate. Let's go across the street and get a drink. I'm like 18. I can't oh, even God. drink. You know? But but I love the Who so much. I go, all right, man, come on. Let's go. So we go over to this bar. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's just me and Keith. We walk into this dingy bar, and you can see the bar, and it's a long, long, you know, long bar, you know, and there may be 10 to 12 guys on the bar. We walk in the door, and you can hear a friggin' pin drop. And all of a sudden, you just see all these heads turn to the left, and they're looking at us. And then one of them goes, Aww. hey, y'all, get a load of these two fairies. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Keith. Keith takes a bar stool and smashes it over the guy's back. Oh, my God. There was, I wanted to, yeah, okay. Okay. Within kidding? 30 seconds, 12 guys are on, Keith oh, and no. I. We're on oh the floor. God. Oh, no. Literally getting pummeled. Wow. Okay. We're getting pummeled. I break loose. No shirt on. My chest is bleeding. My clothes are ripped oh. to shreds. Run into the lobby, and we had some big-ass roadies back then and, you know, some black belts and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I ran into the lobby, bleeding, going, he's across oh. the street. You better go get him. <laughs> That's incredible. And they run over there, and they drag him out of there. And I'm like going, oh, my God. I, you know. And I'm sitting there. I had an imitation skill, a, a seal skin coat. That yeah. I bought where in Michigan in like a woman's store or something, That's you know, funny. ripped to shreds and things like that went on every single night with the guy. Finally, I was the last guy on the tour to go, okay, wise up, you idiot. You cannot go yeah. out. With the- you want to live. You want to have, you still want to live. Do not go out with him anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. Great story. Yeah, because he was that story. crazy. He was crazy. that crazy, you know. He was crazy. He was crazy, right? Oh, he was crazy. This was a nightly event. His birthday party in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> All right. The next morning, nine cars had to be painted, repainted in the in the parking lot of the Holiday Inn. What? The stucco ceiling in the kitchen of the Holiday Inn had to be redone. The <laughs> pool had to be drained so they could get all the glass out of it. Oh my God. <laughs> this is one guy did all this. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. This is one raving lunatic did all this. So, and that's what he was right, Pepe. That's what he was known for: lunacy, absolute lunacy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. Was it totally. was it just alcohol or what was it? Was it just a little bit of everything? Yeah, God only. Oh yeah, weed, alcohol. You know. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. 
but, yeah, I know but that. he was. I know that. I know that. That's just but, so you know, crazy. He was crazy. Yeah. He was just out of his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, he he ended up pushing one of the vending machines into the pool. What? <laughs> what are the cops? The vending machine. He literally just pushed it How and tossed it. How did he do that? How did he do that? <laughs> By pushing crazy. it, getting behind it, muscling it out, and just tossing it over the edge of the pool. I, I, you know, it's oh, like. Wow. These are like stories that you're normally, it's like accepted. You, you know, have but, to be there. Yeah, yeah no. You, you know, can't make it up. Re- it's just a rock and roll. Let, this is rock and roll. He had you know? to be there. He had his door open. Experience that. One night in a hotel, he had his door open, right? It was like one of those motor lodge type places. Had his door open. And <laughs> and I was hanging out in a room with him. And some guy stops by with an English accent and goes, Hey, mate. How are you, man? I'm from the UK, too. And walks in the door. Because he walked in his room, Keith picked up the lamp and smashed it over the guy's head. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> I mean, it sounds funny now. <laughs> You know, you see that and you go, what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I said, yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, this poor jerk walked into his room, but he left his door open, you know? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm How going, oh, that's my God. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, oh, my God, Asbury Park. Have you ever been to Constitution Hall in Asbury Park? I it's, have out over the water yeah. it goes mm-hmm. it builds out over the water so that the backstage area are right. literally out, out over the water you're in like 20 30 feet of water mm-hmm. with these huge logs and it's built up on stilts or at least it was back then this is 1967 kit lambert uh, uh, um whatever the uh chris stamp and 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 kit lambert they flew in from england to new york we're all staying at the Waldorf Astoria. We're playing Ashbury Park. They fly in to try and talk to him because there's been so much damage and he's so crazy on the road. They're going to try and talk sense to him. Now, the Blues Magoos have electric suits. We open the show. People go nuts. We turn these electric suits on. They're on very speed battery packs, all this crap. And we're lighting the place up and everything else. We're off stage. I'm sweating profusely. I'm back there and I'm sweating and I'm standing next to Keith and and, uh, Chris Stamp and Kit Lambert. And they're trying to pull him aside going, Keith, 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 you got to listen to reason. You got to listen to reason. He gets infuriated with him, starts cursing at him, pushing him away. Fuck you. Don't tell me what to do. Oh, all this kind of shit. He pushes him away and at nine o'clock at night jumps into the ocean. Pitch black. 30 feet of water with the waves smashing up against the logs. He just jumps into the dead of night and disappears. Oh, my God. Everybody's face drops, and they go, "Oh my God, did he really just do that? He just jumped into thirty feet of water at nine o'clock at night without a friggin' light, yeah. and he just jumped into the water. All of a sudden, all the roadies panic. Everybody goes like, "Holy shit!" And then people start jumping in, and they fished him out. They didn't go on for another hour. Right. They had to hold the show. <laughs> oh wow! This is before the show. Wow, yes. that's right. You were telling me you had just come off stage. Wow. Yeah, I just come off stage. They were getting ready to go on. <laughs> oh, my God. 
You know, this that's is I'm I, 18 I to, years I old. Read a little more about him. Yeah, that's, that's I'm 18 years old, and you know, and having a ball watching them smash their gear and all this kind of stuff, and then poor Peter's got to come on and sing to the kids. I'm Henry the Eighth, you know. <laughs> so you got to of, learn from the best there. You, you know, go. but we would sell the place out. You know, the three bands would sell civics out, but the audience was like half a bunch of fucking stoned out hippies, and the other half yeah. were parents bringing their kids to see the teen idol Peter Noon. So it was like some. It was it was it was like Fellini. <laughs> it was no, like, it, that's perfect. Yes, like a Fellini film, exactly. It was totally like, oh, my God. And every single night, Townsend and I would get invited to these parties where people would just offer us drugs. Because the Magoos were a psychedelic rock and roll band, so I couldn't go anywhere without people just wanting to turn me on all the time. You know? Yeah, you're right. So he liked you. He he liked you then, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were his little sidekick. Yeah, yeah. I was the one who was crazy enough to still hang out with him. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's you know, great. And then after that, I went, no, okay, I want you do want to live. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You do want to live. Do not go out with this guy anymore. <laughs> you yeah. know. Oh, wow. That's just too funny. Well, you know, yeah. Peppy, the, this, these are all amazing stories. And Yeah, this is my little mini new, book here. I got, no, yeah. and, and your newest release. You know, um, it is available. You can purchase that on your website, also, correct? Yes, correct. You can get well. You can get my CD just beginning on my website, peppycaster.com. Mm-hmm. You can get the Magoos, uh, and you can get me on iTunes. But my CD, I'll send you the actual hardcover. So you know, it, 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 it's it's a little nicer. I've got nice photos on there. It's not oh, like great. a digital download and stuff like that. And the Magoos are out there, iTunes, Amazon, all that stuff with a psychedelic resurrection. And you know, I'm just uh, you know, it's uh, I, and, I got that old George Burns vibe, you know. Any any day and I wake up, and that SoundCloud and that SoundCloud thing that you were talking about, where you got yeah. to narrate each song, I'm really interested to hear that. So I'm gonna actually yeah, you know, check I don't out. know if the credits are on SoundCloud, but the songs are on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. But you know, Holly, okay. send me your email, and I'll 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 send you I'll I'll send you a typical thing. I'll send you the cut, and then I'll send you the credit, and you you'll hear. Cool. Because uh, I oh, I, I did to. I did get a lot of nice press on the concept of that, and then a lot of people call me up and say, Hey, do they do I do I mind if they do that? That they think it's oh, such I a great idea, that. and I said, Hey, you know, that's like the, uh, you know, that's the, uh, that's that's a compliment. That's as far who as I you are. No, if I can works. inspire somebody to do that, I think it's pretty hip. I just very like that it's never been done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a very creative mind. You're very out of the box, yeah. and we're we're so happy you're here with us today. Uh, doing my this pleasure, guys. I told yeah, you I was going to blabber. No, 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 no. We, I, you know what? I extended the show, so it's fine, and we still have time. We're going to do. We Spence and I we usually do, and I know that we're going to do a very short um, pop culture news at the end of our show. Would you like to oh, nice. hang out for that? Because you're going to love the song we play. Okay, I'm, I'm going to play our song, Spencer. All right. Here we All right. Go. Here we go. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Who wants yesterday's paper? 
you know. Sounds great. I remember. Yeah, no. And Peppy, you got more, to more, to more Peppy trivia, real quick, real quick. Remember that fellow I told you about, Barry Levine? Yeah. He was the biggest photographer. Well, yeah. because he was Kiss's photographer. All the bands in L.A., like Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue, when they were just starting together, he was the guy they all searched out because they were such huge KISS fans. So I remember these guys coming over to my house when they were just starting up, just begging Barry to shoot them and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of funny. I saw all these phenomenal bands start to get together, and a lot of them spawned from KISS. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. amazing. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I know that you had a really good time seeing that movie. So, Peppy, you know, for you, it must be really interesting to see, like, how everything's evolved, you know? From, oh, from you know, Holly, one of the most amazing things for me was mm-hmm. when I saw um, a Kiss being inducted into the Rock mm-hmm. and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. When I realized all the people that Ace inspired mm-hmm. by being the Kiss, you know, by being Ace the Spaceman, and the 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 the, the multitude of well-known, famous guitarists that are out there now, that that he inspired, that blew me away. Because mm-hmm. I like you know who we had, we had on our show. Holly and I had R- Richie Scarlett on our show, who plays with Ace. Mm-hmm. Uh, on tour, you know. Yeah. Richie Scarlett's amazing, amazing musician. Yeah, and a sweetheart. Him and Joanne, they're sweet people. Yeah, yeah, they're wonderful people, right? Absolutely. You know, but it's, it's, you know, things like that. So you just see, you see how it goes. It's like, you know, people constantly pass the baton, and as art evolves, you know, you start seeing where these influences lie. But the the fact that, you know, I had something to do with Ace's life, was like amazing to me, but it really came full circle for me when it. Who was it? That Tom Morello is it, or um, the the guy who inducted them? He's an amazing guitar player, and mm-hmm. he he wasn't he Ace was his inspiration, and then he started listing all the people that got inspired by Ace, and I just was like, son of a gun! Wow, wow. look how that works, you know. A lot of people. I know. Yeah, I remember it's, it, it, that. Is, it is amazing, you know. And uh, so, you know, hey, we're lucky to do what we do, right? Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. You guys have a great show, by the way. I, I mean, oh, I, 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 oh, we I, love I, it. We love it. We love this show. We love this it's show. Obvious. <laughs> it's obvious. It's obvious. It's obvious. We love that having you, you on too. Oh, thank I you very much, Peppy. It was very nice. Spencer, My pleasure, guys. I was telling Spencer when you had dropped off the air, I said, this is great because Peppy really, he, he, we don't even think have to ask him anything. He knows the right. fellas. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, I'm off to the races. You are a very good, fun interview to do. And I really uh, want to tell much, you that this oh, has been definitely. so much fun today. And, uh, so um, good. You forgot about no, your no, cold. No. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm glad that you called back because we were like, "Is he gonna call back? We hope he is he gonna back. call back." Your of course, he died maybe or something. Oh yeah, no, I was looking for the number. I was like, "Wait a minute, what happened?" You know. I that's what but, I said to him. I said, "I bet he doesn't have the number, yeah. but it has to be on your cell phone. Just push redial, baby." Yeah, no, 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 no
I called you from a landline, so I had to go to my cell to look uh, up the number. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, right. I appreciate it very, very much. It's 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 great, and you know, Spence and I, we 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 uh, we share uh, a lot of moments in time. You know, we came we came oh. from the we crawled out from the same rock back there. That's right. That's right. It means a lot to it, me to have you in my life, Pepe. I want to tell you, it means a lot to me. You know, it's always fun. That's why. You know, I think this just makes it even all, all the more sweeter now. You know, that yep. we actually got to do something like this, and so it, it's kind of fun. So the next time I see you, the hug will be a little extra. <laughs> All right. Aww. Oh, yeah, I and love you guys. When I come to New York, I want to hug too. Oh, That's absolutely. Right. Oh. That's mandatory. <laughs> That's mandatory. We're, I'm going to get we're, lots we're of hugs. All right, guys. <laughs> Have a great night. Hey, take care. All right. Take well, care, listen. Bro. We're going to be we're going to be ending the show with your song "Breaking Away." You want to tell everyone a little bit about that song before we end with it? Yes. Okay. The band is Balance, one of the great all-time shoulda, woulda, coulda bands. The song was top twenty. The song is called "Breaking Away." I literally wrote it in twenty minutes. I sat down on the wow. piano one day. It came through my body. In 20 minutes, I went, whoa. I remember looking up to the sky going, wow, where did that come from? I had nothing in my head when I sat down, and, and boom, the song channeled it. Everybody in the band was like, we don't want that to be the single. We don't want that to be the single. You know, they, 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 it was like too, 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 um, too much of a hit record for them. You know what I mean? They wanted it to be the, uh-huh. you know, heard it everybody said that's your single that's your single that's your single i just shrugged my jaws all right okay i'm you know i don't even have to say anything everybody on the business side is saying no this is the single you know so it was a single it went top 20 it's a fabulous song um it is. i have a vocal performance on it i'm trying to find the the balance on solid gold somewhere if Anybody in the audience has 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 any video footage of Balance on Solid Gold in in the eighties, the early eighties? I would love to find that one. Wow. But the song is called Breaking Away, and it's um, it's a goodie. Good. We yeah. Well, what, we're gonna we'll go right into that now. Spence, you you kind of ready to wrap up? We're ready to wrap it up at Rock and Roll with Peppy. Okay. Well, what <laughs> happy I birthday, to say Peppy. Was, All right, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, Take I'm care. sure my yep. Facebook will be blowing up with base, birthday wishes, which is people and are so also, sweet. Oh, yeah. the best gift you could give Peppy is that solid gold performance. Anyone out there, go find it. That's your quest right. for the night, okay? That's right. That's that would right. be my birthday gift of all. Oh, that's great. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna, to hey. – I'm going to try to find it, too, for you. So with that, Thank you, guys. I again, really appreciate yep. it. Holly, you have a date welcome. when you come to New York. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. Enjoy. So for everyone that tuned in today, again, that was Pepe Castro um, with the new release, Psychedelic Resurrection, and so much more. I mean, that was just such a great interview, wasn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, I, 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 it's like what you're saying. He's a talker, and we love talkers who tell great stories, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I wanted to thank everyone, and I wanted to thank you, Spencer, for being here today. And again, we want to thank. Yeah, and again, we want to thank Carol and also Chaos Production. And also, Mm -hmm. I wanted to thank Shannon for getting this song over to me at the last minute. Um, I got a, you know, for some reason the studio could only upload MP3s, and it came to me in a in a four, and so I couldn't convert it in time. Oh, yeah, but I got it. 
So yeah. she sent it over really quickly to me, so we're able to oh, play great. for you. So here you guys go, breaking away. We will not be on this Friday. We'll be on next week. Um, and uh, we're going to be taking this Friday off. And uh, we wanted to tell everyone, please have a good weekend coming up. Please don't drink and drive. And uh, <coughs> Spencer, we're going to have you the famous Bobby too. Rydell on, Holly. Bobby Rydell. Yes, we are next week, guys. And um, and uh, Rock and Roll Hospital, Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll Hospital. Rock and Roll Hospital. <laughs> This is Rock and Roll Hospital signing off, and here you guys go, breaking away. That's Have a right. great week, guys. What's left Love of you. it, it's the middle of the week, and Friday is uh, <coughs> going into the weekend. And, uh, again, have a fabulous weekend. And please, again, do not drink and drive. Please be cautious mm-hmm. and considerate of other people. Here you guys go. See you, Holly. <laughs>